Food and Beverage Magazine Live, bringing food and beverage to life with your hosts, James Beard Award winner Jennifer English and Food and Beverage Magazine publisher Michael Politz. Featuring leaders in the hospitality, branded food and beverage, and CPG industries, many of whom are Jennifer and Michael's friends in the business. For an informal and informative conversation where friends in the business share the latest intel, ideas, and best practices. Live, juicy inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. Guess what I'm making? A duty. <laughs> no. What, what? That's I all know. I mean. I got a three-year-old. That's all we talked about. Is what know. am I making? I know. Do you know what this is? This is a piece of candied ginger. And this is my favorite flavor of Celsius. That is our superstar guest in the first part of the show today. To me, Celsius is not only a healthy energy drink. To me, it's a, it's a ready-to-drink Low alcohol by volume, meaning zero. There's none. That's uh, a first for you, my Jennifer. Can. That's a uh, first for you, you boozers. I am not a boozer, but you know well, that. I, more than I am. This, to me, is a Let's one- Let's do the whole show like that. Let's not talk. Let's just make faces at each other. Uh, uh, this is a ready-to-drink cocktail that has no alcohol in it, and you want to push it completely over the top, add some fresh mint, but what makes this one even more delicious, because I've been playing around with it, my favorite is this um, sparkling kiwi and guava. I don't know what you have. I'm having that right now, kiwi and guava. I'm going to add, when you add ginger, look mm -hmm, what it does. Mm -hmm. It it has such a bright- Lift your glass, ginger. your name is in light. It's hard to, okay, oh, there we go. Sorry. So I put, I put the um, candied ginger in there. It's uh -huh, insanely uh -huh. delicious. It adds a little bit of sweet and a little bit of heat. And that wow. ginger brings it to life. A little so sweet, a little sweet heat is what you're saying. Yes. Well, let me just tell you, Celsius has been all over my social media yesterday, and I have no, not yesterday. What am I saying? I'm not even thinking. I'm just working at the same time. Has been all over my social yeah, media lately, lately, yeah. because I'm going to be powered by Celsius now for the next hour. Yeah. And if I'm not as wild as I was yesterday, somebody shoot me because I want to be a maniac. Today I'm a Jennifer. Look at the face. I'm going to be a maniac. Look at your face. You love it. Yeah. <laughs> No. But I, I've been looking at my social media, and I see all my buddies, Mario Lopez, Ian Ziering, everyone's drinking Celsius, right? It's And I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, what is happening? Everyone's just all of a sudden in this Celsius thing. And then I see all my other friends, celebrities, and we'll talk to John Fieldley about that, the CEO of Celsius. I'm like, why are my other buddies not drinking Celsius, right? Why is Ian? Ian drinking Celsius was great last year when Sharknado came out. This year- I was going to say, can Ziering come on and talk to us about Sharknado? That would make me so cool with my kid. Oh, talk about boring. No, come on. I'd rather have Mark McGrath come on. He's much more fun. Okay. What do you want me to tell you? Has he wrestled a shark? No, but my but my best friend's wrestling a shark on on August 9th on Discovery. Sure, I shark know. Can we, can we get him on? Because, again, yeah. this whole shark thing would push me over the top with my kid. Well, we'll have to go through Discovery and ask and see if we can get on their press list. All right. We have a really fun show today. We have, we're going to run the gamut today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am feeling in the pink because oh, I feel bright and alert and healthy. And you know me, I gush about the things I love. And mm -hmm. for all of us in the world of food and hospitality, we have to eat and drink and taste a lot of things we don't like. And, and things that we do like. What about this? Do we like right? this? But you, but you got to explain to people that to get to something that we find irresistible, we've got to taste 10 things that aren't. And we take the hit on those things. I'll taste a lot of crap before I can get to something irresistible. I don't tell you about the stuff that's not worth talking about. But when I find something I do like, I tend mm -hmm. to gush. And you think this, is, this, is this irresistible? You know what? Honestly, it is. I actually really love this product. And it makes me feel bright and alert. And it's really low calorie. Everything about it, the healthy energy drink. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let's bring on our first guest. Let me ask you a question: If the can shakes like this, then you go to open it, will it explode? That's a better question. I, We're going to I, find I, out. But I, you're I, saying I, that is irresistible. All right. Well, we got the word there. Well, let's bring on our 
our first guest today. He's first of all, I'm excited because I love business and entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs excite me. And one of the most dynamic CEOs and entrepreneurs in the country is on with us as our first guest today. Wow, he John. is John Fieldy. Right on. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Michael. Excellent. Jennifer, you know, before we start, I just want to Jennifer, before we start, I want to say you look a little like Toadie Fields today. Do you remember Toadie Fields with the Mike Douglas show? A little I bit still, like I still got both my legs though. Oh God, Jennifer, don't go there. Look, I'm gonna to try to find a picture you of Toadie Fields. Listen, I gotta say this about, about John. He reminds me of a young Gary Vinercheck. He's got the energy and the dynamism, he's got the vision. And he has this incredible ease about clarity, about where he's going and what he's doing. This is about an energy drink. But what he does is about a way of doing business that I think is really dynamic and revolutionary. And one of the things he's done, and I don't know if people realize this, he's taken a category, the energy drinks, where you drink them out of the can and you knock them back because they usually taste so lousy. You got to knock them back quickly. Wow. Celsius is the first drinkable energy drink. It is so drinkable, it deserves the good crystal. This is the first energy drink that deserves the good crystal. That's what I'm going to say. I, I love it, Jennifer. Right on, right on. What an introduction. It's excellent. Cheers. Absolutely. The flavor is great. We work hard on the flavor. Yep. Product actually has ginger already in it as well. You don't even need to add it, but it, with those additional flavors, it's, just, it's, it's just amazing. Flavor. Yeah. Makes you lighter, more colorful. Michael will be able to wrestle a, a shark in the next set, uh, next series. So we're ready to go. Don't be. We have to send him down some. Yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the category. Um, like so many things, go back 20 years and we didn't really have it everywhere. It, it, it's really come on strong in the last two decades to become a really powerful category in the billions of dollars. Uh, John, tell us a little bit about the energy category and its history, because it seemed like you remember that moment. There was no energy drinks, and now there are. Yeah. How do we yeah, get no. from Tang and Gatorade to this? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. The category is a great category. It's been growing. Actually, it's anticipated to grow at about a 7% Kager over the next, uh, really, over eight, nine years. It's been growing steadily, and you see the growth in many other markets around around the world. So I think it has to do with a lot of dynamics. Um, you know, traditional sodas, uh, your traditional Coca-Cola was really your first energy drink that was on the market. And what uh, produced the energy in that drink, John? Is it true what I heard? <laughs> could be, could be the original way. I don't know. But <laughs> the original recipe there could be, could be. Uh, but uh, yeah, that cat, I mean, the category has always been there and it just continued to evolve over the years. When you see taurine get into the category, guarana. Uh, there's a lot. And then the, and the enhanced caffeine products. So, I mean, if you all remember, Jolt was in a, a highly a higher caffeinated uh, soda, CSD, back in the right. day. It did really well. And uh, that, gained, that had gained some share as well. And the category just evolved over the way. And we all are working more, working harder, have busier lives. Now we're all attached to these phones and things going on every two right. seconds. Really need more energy throughout the day and, and functional energy. And that's what Celsius is uh, really capitalizing on. But the category is uh, really has come leaps and bounds over the last several decades. There's no question about it. And it keeps evolving. If you look at, you know, food and beverage, which is so exciting about food and beverage, you look at what has taken place in the protein category, the CSDs, sparkling waters. Um, it's, it's just fascinating. And the energy category is under disruption right now. Yeah. John, uh, Michael, I want to talk to both of you about this. One of the things that we do on this show and the whole reason this show was born is because in this moment when everything seems to have come to a grinding halt, uh, where opportunities uh, exist, but most of us are focused on the fact that we've either lost on premise or job loss. There's a lot going on that's that's scary. We're trying to get people re-inspired when we come out of this pandemic to be yeah. really reignited in their passion in whatever they do, or maybe to even reinvent themselves. We're looking for the really powerful, positive stories of opportunity in this time and place. And you, my friend, are one of the most dynamic CEOs in the country right now. Talk a little bit about the silver lining of opportunity in this moment in time, because it's not just a world devoid of opportunity. 
this is a moment of opportunity in your category and for your brand. Talk a little bit about that for us. Yeah, there's. A, I mean, it's uh, what's going on and is is very very detrimental, uh, very sad, and it's a really tough time for on premise and and, and off premise as well. And, and our channel and the convenience channel, uh, which is a big channel in the energy, where we have a little bit of exposure now, but gaining more. That channel has been shut down at work locations. And Celsius is a fitness beverage. It's a proven functional fitness beverage, and that's really our roots is in fitness. And that channel closed. So. You know, it, as we go through and, the, you know, when you think about opportunities, you really got to be quick, you got to be nimble and you got to react. And uh, what our teams have done here is really reacted quickly. We found opportunities on online. Uh, a big part of our marketing was about offline activation with experiential marketing. We did a live fit tour going around at local gyms and health clubs and bringing local communities together in an exciting way. Obviously, you can't do that. So we brought that online. And then, you know, all the gyms and the trainers, basically they were closed. So they're, they're really, their income goes to zero. We created a, at, um, on our Instagram, a sweat with Celsius campaign, promoted them, brought them on to our, our, our Instagram every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for free workouts for anyone and really elevated them. And uh, a lot of them have gained additional clients um, and have conducted business uh, at home and subscriptions. So really helping out the community. We all have to come together on opportunities uh, to create them. And uh, that was one initiative we did. We also have done uh, uh, a give back program. The first responders, we're up to about 600 hospitals now, handing out Celsius. Wow. You, you mentioned Celsius makes you feel great. It does. So you get a nice elevation with no crash. And that's what first responders need. So we gave out thousands and thousands of cases and still doing it now. Um, encourage any first responder to DM us on Instagram with their badge. We'll do product drop-offs and really just helping everyone as we all go together. That was another great opportunity for us as well. So, um, and and there's many more. You got to stay nimble. Shopping patterns change. So that's another one. At-home pickup, grocery. Um, you know, leveraging a lot of these apps, Instagram, uh, Instacart, Shipped, uh, and working with partners that are their business has gone from, you know. 100% offline, and now they're trying to scramble and being a, a value-add service to that. So those are some initiatives that, that you know, instantly that we put together. As a CEO, John, talk a little bit about the need to be adaptive. You've got enough years under your belt there, a couple, I think you said 2012 was when you got started. Um, talk to us about how and when you recognize the need for adaptation, or was it just being immediately responsive to the needs of the community that you're serving and the customer base that you have. What was the driver? I mean, you always have to be nimble running. Uh, you know, we're a small company going against the biggest CPG companies in the world. So obviously we're always going to be outspent, but the one way is to outmaneuver, outsmart and react. Uh, your reaction times can be much quicker when you see op opportunities and identify them. And one thing we're always focused on is what did we do yesterday? How, what worked, what didn't work, and how do we make it better? You know, constantly never being satisfied and always trying to improve each and every day is key. And that's really what drives many of our employees and myself to wake up every day. It's how do you get better? How do you get better yourself, your business, um, and the community? You know, Jennifer, I had a thought. That's all. I had a thought. I was waiting. <laughs> she didn't respond. So I'm going to hold. I was figuring I'm just going to wait and see what she said. Right? We're waiting for it. Because I, I mean, you know, as John was talking, right? And I normally, you know me, I'm always checking my emails and do other things and ignore what the guests are normally saying. But for some reason today, I was listening to what John was saying. He does not. And, and I'm thinking of my focus. You know, John, I did write this book. It's new. It's at on, on Barnes and Noble. Go out and pick it up. Okay. You'll food right. and beverage magazine, Excellent. guys. Mike Esterman didn't write a book, John, but I did, okay? Now, I should have written about his dad in this, right? Mike Esterman is a big celebrity agent, right? So I guess in case anyone's watching. Every chef in every kitchen should be yeah. drinking Celsius, Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. Every chef in every kitchen. And I'll tell you why. Because right now, yeah, they drink their waters and all this other great stuff, right? But the reality is it, it, it does. It, gives you, it, it brings you to a different conscious level, right, of where, you, where they all started, right? So being in a kitchen, it's hot. You're moving faster. You know, you're able to think better on your feet with the, with what's in this. And it doesn't make you digging. I don't know about you, right. but it doesn't make me. No, dig. and that's and when John said it yeah. doesn't make you crash, right? Right. right. 
I don't know that I've ever crashed. Maybe a sugar crash. Maybe too many. Yeah. Twiz- maybe too many Twizzlers. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm a coffee drinker, and and I've cut my caffeine, my coffee drinking by like two thirds. So well, you're only the, drinking two thirds of a cup now. Is, yeah. The trick is, is that product has ginger in it as well. Yeah. So it's got seven essential vitamins in it. So that's why you're not getting the jitters. It's uh, it's really a smooth, nice elevation. If you drink some other caffeine products, you know, you kind of get a little anxious and uh, right. you get that feeling. You don't really get that on Celsius. So it's, a, no. it's just a really good feeling. We have some brand ambassadors and you, you ask them like, why do you drink Celsius or a lot of fans? And they're like, it makes me happy. That's why I drink it. You know, it makes me and, feel good. And I'll so, tell you right now, during, during the pandemic, I heard two things. I'm going to address the chef's thing first and I'm going to get into the other thing. But the chefs, because the kitchen staffing has been lowered, right? Because they have to save money. They're working twice as much. They're working twice as hard. And and drinking sodas, Pepsis, Cokes, and everything else is what they're doing in the kitchen or whatever from their tap machines. Um, This would certainly be better for them. That's a great campaign, John. We'll work on that campaign together. But, Michael, I'm going to build on that. You know why? Because also the most drinkable energy drink. Well, I don't even know that I would call it an energy drink. I wouldn't even say energy drink. Well, what should I give call it? A healthy drink. A healthy it. drink. It tastes great. We went hands down on flavor, and the team, we spend tons and tons of time focusing on the flavor to get it right. Mm-hmm. The kiwi guava lights out, tastes amazing. It's crisp. It's refreshing. There's no aftertaste. A lot of these energy drinks, they get this funny aftertaste, like you were saying. It's, it's, it's a little odd. Uh, really smooth. We just launched a peach vibe. Yeah, you got the peach vibe. Wait, how peach did vibe. I do good on that, John? How was that? When you said it, I did it. How was that? Timing's right. We got great flavors. Uh, we got a grapefruit melon green tea we just came out with. A uh, lot of good flavors. We got 10 of them, something for everyone. We actually have one of the original flavors is a cola. It actually tastes amazing. Uh, tastes like RC Cola. It's got this great flavor to it. But uh, the flavors are great. They're refreshing. They're crisp. Yeah. We got some carbonated, and we got other ones that are non-carbonated. Oh, I didn't know that, John. So got a raspberry acai, a peach mango green tea, and then the grapefruit melon green tea uh, as well. Tell us us about the aluminum can issues that are happening right now. Is this true? Have you heard about that? Has it hit your office yet? Yeah, there's crazy stuff uh, going on with supply chain in the beverage industry. There's uh, aluminum can shortages, uh, which is tough. I heard – uh, Costco manufacturer, uh, co-packers shipping in cans from Mexico right now. So there's a lot of can shortages. Also, uh, what you're finding is uh, CO2 shortages I'm hearing on the West Coast of the country right now. But we haven't been impacted by any of that. We use Arda for our cans, had a long-term relationship with them. They used to be Wrexham. And uh, so we haven't had any issues at all. We keep inventories high uh, because you do have in- uh, fluctuations. So we're getting to the size now where we can keep a little bit of excess inventory on hand versus many of the smaller brands. If, when, if we were like three years ago, two years ago, you're really at the mercy of your vendors uh, because you can't yeah. keep that capacity. So uh, that's one thing we did as well heading into COVID. When we served the news, we started to bring in inventory levels because we were worried about co-packers. So we don't, we don't own any of our co-packing. We use great third-party co-packers and we're a dietary supplement. So right. our trade department and our quality assurance is up really high. So we, we can't really change co-packers too quickly. It takes a lot of time. We do quality uh, verification, testing. And uh, so want to make sure our key partners go through a stringent process on quality assurance. So that's good then. So that's good that you guys did that because now if you're competition, not that there is competition, John, but they might not have done that. Beverage is tough. <laughs> we have it. 5,000 new brands come to market every year. It's uh, it's just amazing how competitive the beverage industry is. It truly is. No, I love, I love, we love the CPGs. We love the beverage. I love sell. I told you every time I try, I open up Instagram, I do something and you know, there it is. There's somebody. And listen, if Mario Lopez, I just want to say, I wish I had my picture. If Mario Lopez is drinking Celsius, that I'm going to be drinking Celsius. He's been I'm- drinking Celsius for 12 years. He's been one of the original, he's really one of the original individuals that found Celsius uh, yeah. back yeah. back when. Uh, and uh, he's he's he loves it. He loves it. He drinks it all the day. And uh, he's a really big fan of the brand. No question about it. See, Jennifer, now the Shark Week's coming up with Ian Zering drinking Celsius. Listen, I am on board completely. I you really am. and and I think that there are so many ways that we can we can have a really fulsome experience with this 
And one of the things this moment in time is doing is it's asking us to imagine all the things that we that we didn't have time to pursue and explore and expand. And when we say things like we're disrupting this category, it's because we can only do so much at any given time. And that the evolution that would have taken place and kept going in that direction has been redirected. And so together, we're all here imagining where we're going to take this. This is a real game changer for so many categories. This is really going to change a lot of things for people in all categories that are in any kind of RTD, that are in any of the CPG. Ready to you know what? You're using a lot of initials. Maybe someone doesn't know what the RTD, CPG. Right. So these are ready-to-drink beverages. And there are cocktail companies that are coming online. There are other products that are coming online in a, in a consumer packaged goods, low touch, no touch. There are so many reasons why we're paying attention to this category right now. And what you're doing at Celsius is absolutely right at the forefront. On and it's healthy. It's, it's not like what you used to have to go to. Look at this. To make a salad. Look what you had to go through in the old right. days. Right. That's the trend. Health and wellness is here. It's here to stay. It's changing and disrupting every category. I mean, if you look in the energy category, jumping through flaming hoops, doing uh, backflips with no helmets on half pipes, that was attracted to the consumer. It worked well for that 18 to 24 male, which is the target, really your traditional energy drink consumer. All of those big CPG companies target. And are you talking really, about? Are you talking about Mountain Who? It could be, yeah. It could be that. It could be, it are could you be, talking about? It could be Monster. It could be Rockstar. It could be Red Mountain Bull. Who? If you look at those companies, you know it's really not aligned with today's health and wellness trends. Uh, it's all, you know, fitness is here. It's mainstream. It's cool. It's hip. It's sexy. That's our roots. And that's what we're all about. It's Celsius live fit. It's to live a healthy, active lifestyle. It's to drink it before the gym, before you get ready for your next meeting, before you, when you're with your friends and having a good time. So, and, or and I'm going to say, and I'm going to say, John, you didn't think about it before, but us great grandmothers <laughs> who are active and you know, we're we're a whole group of people that are going to be really turned on by this. Oh, Toady Fields, God bless her. May her memory be for a blessing. Listen, I'm going to say thank you so much for coming and spending some time with us. Stay thank in you. touch. Let us know what you're up we'll to. Do. Make sure we try that cola. Marlon, make sure you send the cola. I really want to try that. But I want to compliment you because what you're doing is so just ahead of the curve. You may have disrupted a category, but what you're doing is now you're in a total leadership position and leaders innovate and you've gone and done the innovative thing. Uh, congratulations. We're excited. Well, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's exciting times at the company. Really it blessed is. to work for a, a great brand like Celsius and, um, you know, see where we go and continue to uh, expand our community. Available everywhere, John? Available, available pretty much everywhere in, in main retailers today. Uh, okay. You know, always find it on Amazon, uh, Target, Walmart, uh, the Drug Channel, CVS, Rite Aid. If you go to Walgreens, we're not there yet, so ask for it. Uh, that's always good. John, and, uh, that's like yes. Dwayne, that's Dwayne Reed, that's Walgreens. That's a big yes. We need to go in there. So get a bunch of stuff and go up to the counter, and then just ask for Celsius, and then you can leave it there, and then go to CVS. Tell me you're going to CVS or Rite Aid because we need to get into Walgreens. So. But Listen, yeah, many retailers around the country. I, I want to share one other serving. Because you need to get you need your six pack of Celsius. When it's really, really hot like this, I want you to imagine a Celsius frappe, which is pouring your Celsius over a really large quantity of crushed ice. Beautiful. And it's just absolutely delicious. And the garnish is everything. Beautiful. Beautiful. Dress, Love it. Dress the drink. Dress the drink is a company that so, does John, what's, the, what's the house toast for Celsius? Do we have one yet? Uh, no, we can we can All right, do I'm one. Come with one for you. Now that it's in a proper cocktail glass, we need a proper toast. That'll be my assignment. Oh God, I let's do it right now. <laughs> Burn your fat. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Very good, guys. Thanks, John. Thanks, Thanks John. Bye bye. What a nice guy, huh? He is rocking it. But I love dynamic entrepreneurs like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've had several on the show. Well, I am one, and I'll prove it right Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must-read, The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, 
or wherever fine books are sold. Did I prove it? You did. What about this? That's how I feel on the inside. I mean, you really, you made me think of Tony Fields, and I'm like, I'm going old school. I'm going Paul Lind. That's all Listen, I'm doing. Yesterday, we had six... We had six blocks up, and I felt like we were doing match game. The only thing missing was Gene Rayburn. I'm thinking we could run this the whole show. If I don't like the movement, it's bothering me. Oh, it is. What about uh, this one? Yeah, Which like moves, this one moves a little bit different. What about the, this one? The can moving is making me feel jiggy, and the drink doesn't make me feel jiggy. What about the coconut moving? I do like that though. That's yeah. what we should have had yesterday for our coconut yogurt. Does it make you feel like you're getting eaten by a monster? No. Nothing's wrong with being eaten by a monster, Jen. I, that I don't love as much. No. Where's the flying taco? The flying taco is going to come on on our next guest. I can't give all right. away all of our secrets. First of all, I want to say how excited we – do you know Tara Teaspoon, if you're a food person, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay, she's, she's, uh, she's a legend. Oh, there it is. She's there. a legend. She's a legend. I've never even heard of her. Because you're not in the food world the way I'm in the food world. There what do you mean? I own the biggest magazine in the whole industry, and you're telling me I'm not in the food world? I never heard of such a thing. Nobody has more readers than us. Nobody is more influential than us. And you I know, know. What? And you know why, Jen? Because I don't hold ball. You know, I'm just, I'm just all about me. Okay. You know, I'm all about what we can do for you. I'm not going to pretend I'm somebody else. I'm not going to be a little snotty, cigar-smoking, no. whiskey-drinking, Harley-riding, girl-chasing guy. Nice loving dad of a three-year-old. Go ahead. So for many years, our next guest spent time working in the Martha Stewart Empire. And oh she, no, she did. Yes. I love that. Tara Teaspoon has brought her own brand of really exquisite sensibility. She, her connoisseurship is legendary. All you have to do is look at her website. TaraTeaspoon.com. Yes, legit. It, listen, I am fangirl. I, by the time something's on my plate sharing with you, I will gush unabashedly because there's a lot of crap out there and there are a lot of things that aren't vetted, that aren't proven and aren't worthwhile. And when we find something that we love, we bring it to you like Tara Teaspoon. Of course, Tara Bench is joining us now from her test kitchens. Hi, Tara. How are you? Hey, great. How are you? I am so fangirl, so I'm going to try and tone it down just a little bit. <laughs> well, I'm the same way. I think Michael's over in his corner, and you and I can just fangirl it out. Okay. With each Listen, other. I, 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 want to, um, I want to talk about the fact that you've got a new book. It's called Live Life Deliciously, Recipes for Busy Weeknights and Leisurely Weekends. Um, and that's sort of like the excuse we made to get to chat. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about how you have really carved out a career in what is now the food and, and, um, and it's the big food space. Uh, and food publishing, food. yeah. Food blogging, online. Right? Storytelling, narrative storytelling. You, you tell a wonderful story with both words and pictures and flavors. There's nothing missing from the way you tell a food story. Talk a little bit about how you discovered your voice. Thanks so much. Um, I have had so many awesome food experiences that have created my voice and created where I landed in the food world. You know, I, I, I want to be a part of this. I feel a little bit okay. left out. We <laughs> want to be a part of this. We didn't mean to make you go away. You made me feel like there was no boys allowed. I just, oh, no. I, no. <laughs> Michael, I've got to prove myself to you. So I'm here. We're going to do it. Oh, we have an extra guest. Say hi. Hi, Jack. So all right, go ahead. Sorry, Tara. Oh, no, I'm that's all right. I love, gonna... I love the inter interlude. Um, I think, like I say in the introduction of my book, my mom introduced me to food. She was a, an amazing homemaker and cook, and I was cooking by her side when I was his age. Yeah. And... So, and it was home cooking, it was for the family. And I created a passion for it. And that took me to culinary school, which took me into food publishing. And I was so lucky that I landed there. Um, I never had a desire to work the restaurant chef schedule, even though I had that passion. And so I found a place in food publishing where I could reach a variety of people and explore a variety of 
techniques and recipes and flavors and trends. And so that's kind of brought me to where I am with my voice. Let's talk a little bit about that background. Um, let's talk about culinary school because there are so few food writers and food journalists and food bloggers who've gone that route. There are plenty of chefs who've become food bloggers after they've done the restaurant thing. Um, but your path and your, your trajectory in your career, and again, one of the reasons we're excited to feature your story is because there are people who want to imagine what their life in food could be without having to go, I went to the CIA and then I went into restaurants and I staged and I did this. You are really inspiration because if somebody can't see it, they can't be it. And we're showing that you're just a wonderful example of you really can carve out your own journey in food. And I want to go back to where you made that decision to get some training to really quench a passion you had. Will you talk about culinary school and, and how you began on a trajectory and, and was it even a trajectory when you started it? Good, good point. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I was lucky enough to have supportive parents who at that age when you're headed off to college and you're planning the next steps in life, they were very supportive. And you know, my father said, hey, study something that you enjoy because that will lead to a career and that will lead to what you do every day. And so he, they allowed that, you know, they didn't say go be a doctor or an attorney or get a, you know, English degree or whatever it was. Um, I said, hey, I've always loved cooking. I've loved exploring in the kitchen. Um, so let's go that route. And the university I got into Brigham Young University had a food science degree and I thought there I there it is food yeah. science and I got into it and it was all chemistry and no cooking and I thought this doesn't work I I don't know what I want to be but it's not this so that led me to culinary school and I still wanted to finish you know getting a college degree but quickly pursue what I was interested in and found that uh, Utah State had a culinary arts program. So I didn't go to a traditional culinary school, but I was able to immerse myself in that and have all the experiences of that age and college and still get to learn to cook on a different level. And like you said, I love what you said. Everyone is on a different path and gets to their place and, they're a happy point a different way, especially right. in the food world. Um, when I was at Martha Stewart, there were 10 food editors, and all of them had a completely different path, just like you said. Some had started in interior design. Others had completely different careers before they went into food. So I love it. I love seeing everybody's food journey. Uh, Tara, this moment in time is displacing a lot of people from – their point in the food world. I mean, there's a projection that's saying that anywhere from 60 to 80% of our, our on-premise restaurants and, and, and bars are going to close permanently. And that's going to displace a lot of food people, trained, classically trained, front of the house, back of the house. So a lot of people that we reach with Food and Beverage Magazine are in this place, not unlike where you were as a passionate young person, wondering where you go next. I want to put you in the place of mentor, talking to all of the people in the food world who, who might have to reimagine where they go next. And going back and looking in your own experience, what do you think you can say to these people about inspiring them, opening up their mind, maybe sharing from your experience? Yeah, I, I mean, my heart goes out to all of these people, especially in the food world that are pivoting and having to change. And, you know, I, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So I look back on my life and career and see all the pivots and see all the times that I had to shift gears or reinvent um, or choose a different path because the one I was on was no longer there. Um, and I, speaking of being a mentor or putting myself in that position. I just had a conversation with a woman a couple of days ago. I love being a mentor and people reach out to me 
to have these conversations of how do I get to this place or how do I get to where you are or and what I would tell them and other people making these pivots right now are is that there's so much more than you even think so many more opportunities Mm -hmm. and I love riffing with people and I don't have all the answers and opportunities but how amazing to have all of this food knowledge and all of these professional trained amazing creative people that are now going to move into product development or sharing their voice and their food online in a totally different way or I have chef friends who are doing trunk pop-up dinners and serving their community and becoming really successful in that way and just kind of thinking outside of that box and I know I've had to do that several times um I going back to my path I never wanted to be a food blogger I never thought I would be a food blogger I even said out loud I don't want to be a food blogger and I've had to make several pivots and changes to get there and find that path. So there's a lot of opportunity. You know, uh, Tara, it's so funny when you say that. And and we have a common friend in the legendary Carrie Bachman, one of the great um, culinary industry publishing powerhouses. And um, she's known me a long time. And uh, I don't know her. She's awesome. And I would prefer, Jennifer, that we only talk about people that I know. because. <laughs> You guys both have sort of pushed me out of the conversation earlier. No, no, I, had, no, no. I had to bring in the baby. I had to bring in the baby to get that to get that feel, right? To get the emotion. I know. We're, and then we're, I come back, and the first thing you do is talk about somebody I don't know. But I'm going to tell you this way, uh, Tara. Uh, for 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 me, I was uh, podcasting before anybody had a pod, and we would wonder why and how we were putting all these shows on the internet after we live radio broadcast them back in the day. And if anybody was even listening because nobody had the devices and nobody had it, you just have to do the work that you're really called to do. And she got one of these for that. So that's all that matters. Right. 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 And you, you don't know that's in front of you and ahead of you. That's so amazing. No, No, we we know Tara, because we plan on the accolade. We, we write books to plan on the accolades. What city are you in right now, Tara? Where are you? I am in New York City. I, yes. New right York City. How are you doing? I'm good. I, um, I don't know if you know this. I spent most of the quarantine and the last few months in Utah with my family. Okay. I had gone for a 10-day business trip. In, Where? Salt Lake End City? of February. Just south of Salt Lake. Just south? And What's south like, of Salt Lake? Provo, Orem. Oh, Orange Provo. Yes. My wife's family is from like Draper Sandy. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Right around the, the I spend there. a lot of time there, right around that point of that mountain. Well, we don't want to be there now. Their cases are going up. But yeah, I, I thought I was going to be there for 10 days. And friends said, hey, you might want to extend your trip. New York's getting a little crazy. And so I was lucky enough to be with my family and have just made my way back here a few weeks ago. So Excellent. Happy to be home. Excellent. Hey, um, Tara, paint a little picture. Whenever we talk to somebody who's in New York who can give us a postcard glimpse of what's happening in the trade, what's happening in the industry. Friends are closing places. Um, we're hearing from from different friends. They're also adapting. And, you know, people like Julie Reiner from Clover Club out in Brooklyn, they're doing a ready-to-drink line of, of, of cocktails. Some of our friends are closing their restaurants. Some of, their, of our friends are doing a lot of charity stuff. What are you seeing in the neighborhood where you're at? Honestly, I haven't been out much because I was quarantining for two weeks and I'm just at the end of that. So um, right around me, um, restaurants have closed. Um, You know, they're the neighborhood standards and it's so sad to see them go. Um, A few are thriving and are ready to open. They're getting so creative with, you know, the street, um, serving things like that. Um, my community, I'm on the Upper West side and it's families and it's, um, active. And so a lot of places were able to thrive with takeout or Mm -hmm. curbside. 
And I am so happy that happened and that there was opportunities for that, but there were some that couldn't do that and couldn't survive. So it's a smattering up here. So can, what I, other- can I show you what Jennifer was doing during quarantine? She she had to, she invented something. You might let's see. It? I'm afraid. Very cool. Oh yeah. She invented a, a a ketchup maker. I mean a ketchup squirter. Perfect. Hamburgers. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's and it's. This is the hey, best that's part. That's her pivot. Look. Right. That's her yeah. new her new move. Well, she, let, let she me pivoted. say, I have an 11 year old son, and so I'm very much into robotics and drones and things like that. You should have seen when we tried to do drone ketchup drops; that was a mess. We should be Ooh. happy that we we needed to go lower with it. <laughs> yes, it makes your head explode. All right. So it. one of the things that people forget is that everybody from every industry, including the food industry, is home right now. And not everybody, especially people in the food industry, have the ability to cook and want to cook and need a little bit more inspiration. And so I want to talk about your website because a lot of the food people that are part of our food and beverage magazine community will really appreciate the connoisseurship of your site's food offerings and suggestions, your seasonality, but more importantly, some of the ease with which you um, make delicious happen. Will you talk a little bit about TaraTeaspoon.com? Yeah, thanks. I um, Well, I'll tell you this right off. As a food blogger, someone going into the business and monetizing that business and trying to make money off of it, I've done it backwards. I uh, You're supposed to find a niche and do a lot of SEO research and put out content that Google likes, that the ads will like. And... I couldn't do that. I just wanted a place where I could share what I love to cook, what people around me like to cook and eat. And so it's it's a mix. And I often tell people it is it's based on what I was able to share as a magazine food editor. I was, you know, I don't focus on just baking or 30-minute meals or anything like that. I was able to as an editor explore all different food topics and all different kinds of cooking and flavors and trends as they came up. And that's what I love to do on my website is reinvent classics, share food that gathers people together, that has some enjoyment when you're in the kitchen cooking. What's the one characteristic of DNA in your style that you would describe as that's a signature Tara Teaspoon thing. How do Hold you on, Jennifer, you're that? using letters again. What if people don't know what DNA is? Did we have this conversation earlier today? <laughs> Dioxy, <laughs> she meant to say, Tara, what's in your Dioxy dihydronucleic acid? Tell us about it. Right. Dioxy ribonucleic acid, Tara. What is in that that, that makes you do this? Right. What is, what is that on my blog, right? Um, that is a great question, and and it's. I think it's really about honestly the it's food that gathers people, food that brings joy, and you know I like not having this differentiation like oh I always use massive amounts of spice or I I cook global flavors. I love I love it all. Yeah. I love homemade cakes and genoise that take a little more time. I love a cake mix. All of that, you know, just what's the genoa? What that's a word we've never heard. Jennifer, you've never even used that word. Tara must have worked with it's because I'm a lousy, honestly, Tara, it's because I'm a lousy baker. Hey, it, don't make it, it's a French cake. Cake mix is better. Listen, I'm a good cook and a lousy baker, I'm one of those, but everything yeah. I make, French, my- French, French. Look, I have a thing for French. Yes, <laughs> some people call me Frenchy to make fun of my last name. Tara, I want to talk about the Martha Stewart influence. In some ways, it was your graduate school. Oh, and, it absolutely was. Yeah. And it, and it certainly influences you. And I wanted to have you talk about that experience because some, in the world of food, great chefs have um, their mentors to other great chefs. And so everybody in the wonderful food um, lineage can trace back to the great chefs that trained them. And there are a lot of people coming out of the Martha Stewart uh, family, uh, including the amazing Lucinda Scaliquin. There are a lot of people who've really emerged from that graduate school of Martha. 
um, that really influence our world today. Talk about your experience and the flavor of that experience for you. Well, you said it right. It really was my graduate school. And I was young, right out of college, and landed there so fortuitously. Um, and I learned, I would say, everything about food publishing and recipe development and food styling, things that I never had a concept of in the food world. And my experience there is is one that you can't replicate. The, the most talented people in every area of lifestyle worked there when I was lucky enough to be there. You know, home and garden and collecting and photography and art direction and food. Just these super, super talented people that I was able to just glean knowledge from and watch work. And what's the, cool, what's the coolest thing that happened to you there? Coolest? Yeah. Cool. Well, let me guess. Let me guess. Martha tried to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> let's see. Coolest. Why do you have I, to ruin all my fun, Tara? <laughs> a couple of things that I would imagine. Um, I, I rode in Martha's private plane. Wow. So that is cool. With her chow chow dogs, which I'm kind of afraid of dogs as a grown woman, which doesn't make sense. But chow chows are not super friendly. And we were on this tiny plane headed up to her. There I am. Headed up to her house in Maine to do a photo shoot. And is that a I had to double oven in a home kitchen. Do I, yeah. <laughs> that was the old everyday food set. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Connecticut. Michael, do you see that Blodgett double oven in the in the set there? It looks like somebody's house. I'm like, you're cool if you've got the power supply to be able to sustain a Blodgett double oven in your space. You know, Jennifer, I'm getting a Blodgett double oven in my Are you really? Yeah, because I can I, every I bit of, because nobody in the house cooks. Does it make reservations too? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Sorry Tara. So you're on the plane, you're going to Maine. Oh, yes. And, and her two fluffy chow chows are at my feet and I'm just so nervous the whole way. But truthfully, she was, she was lovely and um, a great mentor. You know, I had, obviously admired her before I worked there. But um, when I started, her company wasn't even public yet. So I was there for the IPO. I watched the business change. But when I was wow. first there, we were all kind of working together. We were all kind of her personal employees even. And so she was around a lot more. And um, near the end, before I, I left um, to move on to new adventures, one of the other great memories I have is uh, all the food editors were invited up to her farm to have dinner with her when she was on house arrest. Ooh, that's cool. Um, so that's a news breaking yeah. story. Why didn't you alert me on that? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a graphic for that? House I arrest don't. graphic? I, I don't. <laughs> house arrest but, dinner party. That's so funny. Yeah. No, it was great. And, and she's so personal and the epitome of an entertaining guru. So it was really fun to was be Ina up there. there? Was Ina there's there? Ina. Hi, Love Ina. Ina. Hi, Ina. Such a sweetheart. Oh, there's Jennifer again. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> That's Cody Fields. <laughs> Tara, what do you think of Martha's collaboration with, uh, with Snoop? I, you know, why not? Go, Martha. Go, Snoop. They both had to reinvent themselves right there. Yeah. I thought it was great. Um, before we let you go, we've got to talk about the book. Um, and it's more than just an extension or a collection of Look how great she looks. Let's talk about how great she looks. Thanks. You know, these look at her as a young child and then I mature, yeah, and 20 mature, years later. And a mature yeah. adult. I'm telling you, Jennifer, <laughs> these Utah ladies, they don't age. No, I gotta tell you something. I I accept that I'm not, you know, fabulous and blonde and gorgeous. You like are, that. you're fabulous. I get, a little, I get a little nervous around pretty ladies, i got to be honest. You're fantastic. Look at that smile. Go ahead. <laughs> Can I ask a completely unrelated question? Are you any relation to Johnny Bench, the catcher? No, but all growing up, I got that question. No, not related. Haven't been able to trace that genealogy. Okay. Are you related to the Louis the Fourteenth bench? I have this beautiful Louis the Fourteenth bench, <laughs> and I've been looking for relatives. <laughs> I love it. I love Sarah, it. Tell us about. I know. 
You're too young to remember Paul Lynn. That's that's gonna go sailing over her gorgeous blonde head. Oh, that was that was childhood, and I love that. Jeff, she that's knows. perfect. She knows. Listen, and Jennifer, Dad. when you're in, when you live in Utah, you watch old shows. It's very backwards there. It's different. It's different. <laughs> different. Tara, let's talk about the book. Yes. I'll pull a mic off. I've got it right here. Okay. Tell I love it that you have your book there. I've only I've only seen the digital version because. Uh, it's uh, not published yet. It's not. So you have your own copy, and it's not published yet. It's one of those lovely advanced reader copies. I never got one. If you send me one, I'll write you a comment. My okay, mine went right to right to Barnes and Noble, and I had to get it. I got it the same day they got them. Awesome. And, then it, and then it sold out on Amazon. I couldn't even order more, so I had to call Wiley, my publisher, to send me another box. And Jennifer uh, still still doesn't an, have one. An author's dream. That's awesome. <laughs> Wait, my dreams come true. Tara, are you are you going to open your own restaurant? Tara, is it going to be called Sit at My Bench? You know, I in my dreams I run a restaurant without having to do the hours and put in the work. So no. Yeah, let's see. She's smart. She's smart. She's not like look what she would have to go through. There's a lot of work in running a restaurant, Jennifer. Right. There's a lot of work in this. Yeah, I mean, too right. much. Too much work, Jennifer. Oy, 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 oy. <laughs> <laughs> we are the most fun trade program in broadcast internet food journalism. <laughs> yes, you are. By the way, Jennifer, it's called live streaming. Okay, okay. Okay, Jennifer. Jennifer, I, need, I believe. I need to use more words. Let's get back to the book before we say goodbye to the beautiful Tara. All it. right, so the book's coming out when, Tara? October. Early um, October, October 6th. Okay, we're a little early on this, Jen. This is awkward. Yeah, but you know what? It's in pre-order, and you know how important pre-order is. So if you pre-order now, you get it on October 6th. It's true, it's isn't exciting. it? Yeah. yeah. So where, so, can they pre, where can they pre-order it? Obviously Amazon, Barnes & Noble, oh, I'm assuming. Yes, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books Indie Booksellers. Oh, Indie yes, Booksellers. Yes, a million. So please go support Indie Books. Buy from Amazon if it's easy. Yeah, all the things. And I, I'm going to suggest while they're there, Jennifer, while they're on Amazon buying her book, pick up a copy of mine. I mean, they, they, they're perfect. That way you can learn how to cook and have these recipes and run your own business at the same time. And why did it cover her face? How did I cover my face? That didn't work very well, did it? We, we've got to move that just a little to the side there. I'm not um, Tara, we're in this period. Where the dog days of summer are coming up. And that means it's going to be too hot to cook, too hot to eat. What are some of the, the things that you would share, some of your favorite recipes for this sizzling hot time of year to stay cool and satisfied? Good question. Grilling. Because you still got to cook. I mean, how many salads can you eat, right? Although I have some awesome salads in this cookbook. But grilling. I love, right now, I love grilling fruit and mixing it with your grilled meats or, you know, putting new flavors on those vegetable kebabs. So I, I love cooking outside. If you can't, salads, fresh fruits. I mean, farmer's markets are open still, so go support them. And if you don't feel comfortable going out or if you're any place like in New York City where it's, it's just, you gotta stay in. Um, have you checked out Farmer Lee Jones's Chef's Garden Home Delivery? I've um, heard of them. Yes. So, so check. There's, there's a couple things I want to turn you on to. The first is Farmer Lee Jones and the Chef's Garden were sending their world class vegetables and produce to Michelin star chefs and James Beard award winning chefs all over the country, and they're all closed now. So, what are you going to do with all that produce? Make an eighty nine dollar delivered to your door box of picked fresh that day, and it comes with a label that says picked especially for the order of Tara Bench, Jennifer English. So great. Right? So instead of sending flowers to somebody that you love in another city, in another state, send them a box of vegetables and use the tarateaspoon.com website for the inspiration. Because you've got this baby zucchini recipe that made me salivate and I made it and it's sensational. Oh, I'm so glad. Thanks. Can I, sh yeah. can I, sh can I show Tara what I send people? Yes, let's see. Oh, uh, right. Bacon, everything. Bacon makes everything better, Tara. Yes. You know what? Okay. I actually will go so far as to say this time of year is the best time of year for BLT because the tomatoes are at their ripest, most Ooh. gorgeous. Ooh. 
you know what a, I do? Is there a recipe for that in here, a teaspoon? There, no, but there's something similar on my website. I do a chicken, grilled chicken, bacon, and jalapeno pepper jelly sandwich. Ooh, that's yeah. the, what, what kind of stove is that, Tara? I was just going to ask her that question. That's a gorgeous stove. What is that? You know what? It's one of those fancy ones. What is the name? Well, of course you were going to ask me that. Um, and that's not, that's not my house. Obviously that is a beautiful home that I was lucky enough to shoot the cover in. Um, well, Tara, we're going to make that your it house. Looks like an Ottawa, but I don't know. It, it doesn't have the enameling, but I can't really tell. It looks like Heston homes. Heston, Heston brands or something. Oh, like the design Heston, or the stove, you mean? The stove. Yeah. Stove. I don't know, Jennifer. I'm not a stove man like you are, Jen. You know what? When I go cook, and Tara, I'm sure this is the case with you. When you cook with your there chef you are cooking. There you are cooking, Jennifer. When you cook with your chef friends, all you need are some cinder blocks and a little bit of room. Make a fire. Fire and food is the only great combination that starts and makes it essential. We all connect over food and fire. We've been doing it for thousands of years. It's where we go next, and it's one of those those essential threads that unite us. Talk before you let us. Oh, I thought um, we're going. I thought we're closing up. We you always, are. You get me so confused. You like reach us to this climax, and then you're like, and by the way, one more question. And well, that's called yeah, a drop. I have one and, more question for you. And that's uh, called a drop, and the best DJs in the world do it. Do, 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 do. But they don't have to look at the DJs. All yeah, right, let's get one more question, and then we're going to go. This is the abyss of the food industry right here. Do it. I do love it. it. Do it, Jennifer. Do it. What's one more question? My last question for you, Tara, is on your website. You've got so many things. It's also about the spirit of sharing food with people. I wanted to just give you the opportunity to wrap us up by talking about how in this no-touch time we can still focus on the importance of connection and how you're doing that and how you can inspire us with how you are already doing this. There, there are several ways. And like I said, we're all having to sort of jump into this new experience, but there's such an intricate relationship between cooking and eating and joy. And they, they don't always involve large gatherings, but there's ways to, to enjoy that cooking um, experience. And that's what I try to share on my website is, is if you're, you want to flex your cooking muscles a little bit and try something new that brings joy into that world of isolation that you're living in. Um, but also I, I have been teaching zoom cook along classes. Yeah. And so there's so many fun ways to cook along with people online now and connect and still have those experiences. That is interesting because I've been teaching Zumba cook along classes. <laughs> How does that work? It's very shaky, but we're doing it. <laughs> we're getting it together. We don't use anything carbonated. Nothing gets carbonated. Well, that would get rid of my COVID-19 poundage uh, addition, You're, right? Oh, my God. You don't even have that. Stop that. I can't get in this conversation. That's misogynistic. But I'm sure Jennifer has my last question to you. Don't you, Jen? <laughs> I do. Tara does a really brilliant job of cultivating conviviality. And that's one of the reasons we were so keen to talk to her today. And we want to say thank you for that. Thank you, thank Tara. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. you, guys. You're amazing. I we love it. Stay healthy. Thanks for having me. You too. Come, come visit us again. Oh, stop it. Why already said goodbye? You know, it's just a flick yeah. of a switch and she's gone. Gone like the wind. Gone like the wind. You're going to tell me yeah. that all your relatives, like mine, uh -huh. didn't take forever to leave. They don't just leave. It takes forever to, to leave. Jennifer, when you're in a busy band like I am and like Tara Benches, I mean, if you're a bench, you've got a lot of people that want to sit on you. You don't have time to just take one guest. More, more. She's no? the real deal. Oh, she is. What do you want me to tell you? You got the real deal. Did you yeah, like the background that I gave? I gave you. I wanted to be childish today, so I put this little special thing. It was on very and, sweet. And then I did this kind of fun thing, right? I did that for you to make you feel good today. Did you notice that? I did. It worked. Oh, by the way, just so you know, thank you, thank you. You are both pure joy. Tara said we're both pure joy. Just saying. Saying, just saying, pure joy. Do you hear that? So you could tell your friends, whoop, that, I, that whoever says I'm not pure joy, that I'm pure joy. Okay? Okay, do you know who's coming on with us tomorrow? I do, and I hope he shows up. How about we that? Tony, Tony Abogadam. 
the one and only modern mixologist, Tony Abuganim, one of the pioneering godfathers of the cocktail, global cocktail world. Love him. Our, I love him. Okay. I have had. A All right, we'll talk party. to him tomorrow. Stop crushing. I love well, you. you. Know, we're doing every Friday. We go into the test kitchen, and every Friday we cook something, make something, and we're mixing tomorrow with. We have the greatest combination. We have Tony Abuganim and the Victor Fresh Victor. Fresh team. Victor is bringing their fresh juices on, and we're going to show you how. All you right, all right, up. Gracie. Say good night, Gracie. Hug your kids and count your blessings. Did you say good night, Gracie? Good night, Gracie.